Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I am Courtney Kosak, and I am here with Steve Hernandez, frequent guest co-host. Good to be here. <laughs> and, and our guest for today, who I'm super excited about, Bridget Fetisi. Hi. Bridget came in hot. Came in hot. She came in hot saying, oh my God. You know, I heard when you start using Tinder that it's nothing for the little babies. And I was like, can you please shut the, can you save it for the podcast? So Bridge, the mics are on. The floor is Hang on, system. hang on. Oh. I want to give it. She is a Playboy columnist. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and a stand-up comedian. Doesn't everyone already know this? It's going to be on the description. Everyone's going to tune in for that. And she has been on this show last season. Yep. So check out that, that interview. Fun. Now, that's when she called me out on my apocalypse fetish. She's the first person who's ever done that. Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's so clear. I know, but <laughs> you're the first one that's ever called me out on it. I was so impressed. And then the producer came out and he was like, um, it's not if, it's when. And I was like, thank you, sir. And he showed me his whole prepper list. I was like, I'm not the only one, Jack. And they've been dating ever since. <laughs> I wish. Um, and they're bunker. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I came in hot because I've never been on Tinder. I've always, which I know I sound like a grandma, and I just started using Instagram. I am basically oh, like a grandma. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't, I feel like the, if I'm going to use those things, I want to have like an intention, and I went kind of directly to Bumble, mostly because my Playboy editor made me. He's like, you're not on dating apps. Seriously. I was like, <laughs> this was like two years ago. So I went on Bumble because Tinder seemed kind of trashy to me and everything I'd heard was not negative and it seemed more just like hooking up, which I I don't, I'm like, why do you need this? I can go into a bar and just be like, you, let's go fuck. I don't, I don't feel like it's that different than just being out in the world, I guess. Um, it seemed like a, a middleman, I guess. <laughs> it seemed like an extra step. So I, d I never did it if I wanted to hook up like that. And then... Do you just have a deep enough pool that you just, like, have people to choose from when you want to... Well, I always have, like, what I would call a stable, generally. It's different. It's been different lately because I got dared on my podcast. Um, I have a podcast called Bench. Courtney, you guys, you guys are welcome on. There, we talk about relationships. My co-host dared me to do 90 Days of Celibacy when we oh, started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was in it when I went on your, your show. Yes. And I made it 89 days. And which oh is my close enough. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> my kryptonite. Ugh. He's like the reason I went celibate. And then I cracked. I just fucking cracked. And I, it was like relapsing on heroin. This guy is, he, he's not good for me, but the sex is, it's like Kama Sutra level sex and just incredible seven orgasm. My seven orgasm rule is broken and like I have a seven orgasm rule. After seven orgasms, if that's not a viable relationship, you gotta abort it. And so <laughs> it'll be like, rule. it's so good. Cause after that, I feel like I don't have control does over the chemistry. In, does that include um, like if you come three times in one sesh? Well, that's like this guy. I broke that seven orgasm rule a lot. So we, I started going down that rabbit hole of feeling like I just feel like I, the, chem, the chemistry takes over and I lose the ability to know all the things I know about him logically before the uh -huh. seven orgasms. Like, oh, he's totally a commitment phobe. He's not ready for a relationship. He's maybe a sociopath. All these different things that are very clear. 
once the chemistry and the oxytocin start, it's oh, yeah. like an acid trip. Yeah, I feel like I lose. Yeah, and then I miss him, and I feel insecure, and I'm jealous. All this shit that I don't actually believe is true. So that, um, but I kept going back. Like that was he was like my drug, my dick of choice. I was calling it. It was like my drug. When was the last time you slept with that guy? Oh, since eight, whenever that 89 days, I blocked him after that. I had to. I had not even because mm. he was reaching out to me, but because that way I can text him and it just goes into the nothing. And even and I haven't even texted him. But so what? You just cracked the one time. <sighs> yeah. And then I went another like 100 days and then I cracked with another guy that I was ch- I, I brought in kind of a backup. To try, it's like the second line, second string dick. Sure. (laughs) You bring it in, it's like a trick. You bring it in to try and replace the first string you're trying to avoid. Never works. But then I kind of got attached to him because we started fucking a lot and he was, you know, improving, I would say, in in our our intimate relations. And then I started having feelings for him, so then I had to cut him off. I wrote about him, actually. I wrote about both of them, but I wrote about him in the... I was using him for sex during the election. I I don't drink or smoke weed or anything Uh anymore. And so I was just fucking second-string dick for an escape. And then suddenly, one day, I started getting more sensitive, and he... I was masturbating in bed to try and get him like not all guys like morning sex and I was trying to I love morning sex and I wake up hot horny always and I wanted him to have sex with me and I was masturbating and then I just kind of finished off and I rolled over and he was on his phone texting or like surfing oh. web or reading the fucking news oh. and I was mortified it was rock bottom I mean <laughs> just the most demoralizing Whoa, moment man. and I was like get out of here I was so upset. And he's like, quit being such a baby. To be fair, I was being a baby. I mean, I don't know. I was you, being a brat. I mean, I was being... If a girl starts to masturbate, you gotta hop it. I, I agree, but he's young and dumb and also kind of a... I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm making excuses for him because I finally cracked and fucked him recently. So now I'm trying to justify Again, it. so after the... After I swore him off, I was like, never will you touch this this castle ever again <laughs> when you enter me. So this is just, sex is just your vice that you're always trying to rein in then, really, right? Oh, God, forever. And July is like my peak. <laughs> Promiscuous. July, I love it. Oh, July, I've become like a 19, 18, 19-year-old all over. I feel it coming. I'm like, oh, no. it's When I used to drink, it was, I, I thought that I was, you know, I'm sure I was a hot mess, but I thought I just made it look amazing. But I was just like raging. It was the peak of my <laughs> using, and it was always the peak of like my promiscuity and horniness, and just like yeah, summer has that. Just because oh, of the vibe. temperature. Just I think it's it is hot. the heat. It's pool parties. It's bikinis. Everyone's naked. I just go into heat. I mean, yeah. I'm in heat. I was rollerblading day. I almost killed myself because I was checking some dude out who had like the perfect little V's and he was talking to someone and then like this freaking kid little kid was crossing with a a boogie board and I almost killed him and myself because I'm just in heat so I've been cracking you're sexually peaking right 
But it sounds I've like been you've been sexually your whole life. Yeah. since I was like six, I think. Um, have you? How old were you when you uh, when you could orgasm? How old? Were oh, you? young. young. I mean, you I remember messing. And you're able yeah. to do it uh, vaginally too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I used to. Ma- I was masturbating when I was really young. I would get re- in trouble. My mom would like come get me for dinner, and I would be just like <laughs> tearing away on the bunk bed. That's so funny. I would. I would play with myself, but I wasn't like inserting. Oh, I was putting everything in the house. That I <laughs> By the time I was like thirteen, I had so many. I just wanted. I felt like I wanted to know that feeling. It was like it was biological. It's just you know I wanted something in there. I wanted to feel what that felt like. And but weirdly, I just got my first vibrator. Like, oh yeah, last time on the show we were like, you need to. <laughs> You need to get out there and get one of those. I got one. I got one. I went shopping um, with a girl and she helped me. And I left it in the box for like 90 days. I think it was like most of my 90 days. They're like, take it out of the fucking box, Bridget. What's your problem? And I didn't want to break the seal. And then I took it out. And I still kind of like, eh. Uh, I love it. My, my girlfriend doesn't like vibrators that much. I, it's the internal, external. I mean, I can come in under... It's like I can't even go ten seconds. It's so fast. It's, yeah. Even when I'm like edging and trying to, it's like ah, and then I'm I'm done. It's too fast, and I don't think it's like desensitizing me because I'm not using it. But I think so much of the what I'm the addiction part of my like chasing that high. I it's like men. I the uh-huh. smell and the way they feel and just fucking with their heads and like. <laughs> Just kind of like messing with their egos. Oh no! I mean, I love that stuff too. I love, I, I love, love the wh- game. I love it. I love women. I love all that. And I like, but my girlfriend's very sensitive, and she's she's getting better by it because it's like I'm sorry, this isn't going to change. Yeah. This kind of really energizes me. Yeah. I like it. But she's very sensitive to how I am. But I'll we'll meet, be at a party, and then I'll meet someone, and you could just feel the it just start to cook. And I'm not going to do anything with them. Yeah. But we're just talking. Yeah. And we're you know we're having fun and everything, and then you just see Julie like like blazing in the corner and I'm like I don't know what to tell you right now like do you want me to just shut all this down I was like I would never do anything it's, to betray it's you it's like but. the Patrice O'Neill bit he's like you don't you wouldn't even want me if I couldn't catch fish yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I couldn't catch fish yeah. anymore I would what? never betray you I would never lie to you I think you're an amazing partner but I fucking this, this is life to me this is why I live is when you just meet someone and you get that. It just starts uh, cooking right away. Yeah, that's It does right. happen all the time, but it does happen sometimes when you're like, just when you're like, all right, it's we're in that pocket, baby. Let's have some fun right now. Uh, that's what happens. I mean, that's what you kind of have to keep alive in a relationship to keep the relationship going because it's that famous familiarity breeds contempt. That's what happens. You lose that, you know, with your person that you're with all the time and like, my friend, he's very funny. He has a whole like rule, like the underwear in the shower. He's like the minute the underwear. He he's like I when people's wives start <laughs> cleaning their underwear and hanging it in the shower. That's when you you're like, no, let's keep some of this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe don't poop in front of me, and and maybe just keep that. Like we're still kind of dating and cute and flirty. And I I would argue that when I'm like open about that stuff, that for me is so I'm so squeamish and personal because I've been single for so long that that means I'm like really comfortable with someone if I can like leave my underwear in their shower or whatever. But I think it it is I I think monogamy is hard. I just got interviewed about being single by choice, which you would think is not a big deal, but mm-hmm. when you think it's like. They were asking me what a challenge was, 
of being single. And I'm like, most people can't accept that a woman would choose to be single. That's mm-hmm. the thing that drives me crazy is they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Like, there's some, I'm like, I just don't want to. I very much was s- single by ch- choice until I met my boyfriend. Right. I mean, I was like dating people and messing around with people, but I, I didn't find anyone mm-hmm. that I was really ready to. But you you actively don't want a relationship? Is that what you're saying? Um, I, I was saying I don't close myself down to it. I try to remain open to all things in life. I find that when I say never, I start moving in that direction, like some resistant, defiant, Irish, like just rebellious part of my own brain is like, I'll fucking show you never. You'll be married in a week, bitch. So... I've learned that that works against me. So I wouldn't say, no, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not actively looking for one. I'm not closed down to the idea that I think love is like the great curveball. I think you can come out of nowhere and change your life. And any, it's exciting to me that that can be around the corner. Although I also worry that because I haven't really been in anything long term since I was, I was married really young, that... And that was the longest relationship I was in. I was 23 until I was 28. And I worry that I always, I love the like new, like you and I were talking, that new love feeling and the excitement and the game and the flirtation and the push and the pull and I can't have you, but take me. And, and that, you know, once you get past that, I'm like, and I'm bored. Yeah. I get bored. So I'll think I want a relationship maybe with someone. And then when I actually start playing that tape all the way through I'm like no you think you are afraid I mean it's so it's just to say you are afraid of intimacy then well totally I mean we joke about this on my podcast when they say intimacy yeah. about me yeah. my, my podcast partner's like there's the face the little baby sucking a lemon for the first time I'm like Ew. so was the last man you were intimate had an intimate relationship like that uh, was it your husband um I'm intimate with people in different ways so I would say there are some men that I'm very emotionally intimate with and we might not even be having sex there's some men that I'm physically intimate with and maybe not as open with Mm -hmm. my hopes and dreams and heart I have had men that I traveled the world with and we were intimate but I have a yes I have a very hard time marrying intimacy and sex they're very compartmentalized for me and Obviously, there's fear in that. And we were talking about this, you know, when you're single and they're like, well, if it's easy for people to say that she's just, that's just a reaction to her upbringing and fear and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't say that to people who are in couples. You don't say, oh, that's just a right. reaction to your abandonment issues and fear of being alone. So I think all of us kind of end up in places where you're, you, we're all reacting to our upbringing and to our fears and to our, But for some reason, when you're single, it's just more, you know, it's like, oh, you have intimacy issues and low self-esteem or whatever that might be. But absolutely, I do have, I don't trust people easily at all. I mean, not to, not to go down this road, but I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh my God. Give me a break. That is so funny. I mean, not to brag or anything and not to freak you guys out because I know you believe this stuff. 
But yeah, so I do I do have trust issues. And if you knew my whole backstory, you would understand. Like my therapist is like, it's a miracle you trust men at all yeah. with my history. So yeah. I feel like I make strides and I've learned that it takes time to kinda to to it some someone has to kind of earn that. I'm not it's easy for me to like just fuck someone. That's yeah. But to like when someone's like look me in the eye and like be passionate, I'm like oh god, eye contact, Jesus, turn me over, please. (laughs) Did you have both of the intimacy and great sex with your husband? You know, yes. And and how long were you married for? And how how old were you when you got married? Twenty three. Twenty three. She yeah. Um. So twenty three, and we got together when I was twenty two. We were engaged for a year. We got married when I was twenty three, and we were together three more years beyond that. And then we got separated because I couldn't remain faithful. I just was having a hard time. We had great sex. I wanted more out of life. I kind. I I would say, and it's funny. I was just talking about this on the way here. I would say that I was at a, a bottom, or not a bottom, I'd kind of given up on myself and I didn't realize it at the time. So I just conceded to the idea that I was supposed to be, I had all these big dreams of starting my company and coming to LA and I'd been living in LA and I moved home to help for various reasons. Um, it's out on the East Coast. So I, huh. went, I went to like my home with my family and then I basically got stuck in like the, it's a resort town. So I got stuck Uh in that restaurant industry rut. And my dad warned me, he's like, don't get stuck here, make your money, pay off your credit card and go back to LA and keep writing and doing what you're doing. And I got, it was like a seven year, I call them the dark years. Oh yeah. It was like a vortex. I call those my TGI Friday years. (laughs) But it was fun, right? Yeah, uh, I was really, I looking back, hindsight is obviously 2020. I was alcoholically drinking. Yeah. And I found yoga, and it sounds so cliche and stupid, but yoga did save me in a way. I wouldn't, because I was in rehab at 19 for a heroin addiction, I was like, oh, as long as I'm not using heroin, I'm fine. And then I kind of was very anti, like, program, sobriety, any of it, to the point that I never even thought to get sober and stop drinking. But when I found yoga, it slowed me down enough and then in order to kind of progress in yoga and move through those blocks that are in your body, you have to like face the blocks. And I started getting panic attacks and anxiety and I didn't ever have any of that and I knew I was lying to myself. And this was all through yoga. Yeah, yoga really like pushed that shit wow. to the forefront. I could not avoid it. It was in my body. And I remember lying in like Shavasana, which is the people who don't know, it's like the final pose where you look like you're dead. And I'd be like, ah, oh, I have to, I just, that it was that little voice of like, you're lying to yourself, this isn't working. And then now I know I don't medicate my anxiety at all because now I see it as a signpost when I'm li- like something is out of alignment. When I'm lying to myself about something, I'll start getting that like anxious feeling in my stomach and my heart racing. And I'm like, and now I can also tell the difference when it's, me something that i'm lying and sometimes i'm just picking it up from people around me these are all things that i think i was medicating i didn't know how to wrestle with all of it but being sober now i'm like oh this person's fucking nuts and they've got like a weird vibe and i'm just picking Mm -hmm. up their like free-floating anxiety or oh i'm i'm lying to myself about this relationship because i want i think when i was with this really wealthy man i really wanted it to work 
it would have been an insanely amazing lifestyle, but I wasn't ready. And so I was lying to myself and him and I started getting anxiety and I was like, I gotta go. Same thing. My mom was like, okay, you know you want to leave him. This is when I was married. And because I told her, I'm like, I think I need to get divorced. This isn't working for me. And, and it really was a matter of just monogamy? Monogamy. And he was, I was moving in a direction that, I mean, he's now remarried with kids. And he just didn't want that life totally that you want. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to be back here. And I kept trying to get back here. And I look at all the shit that I've done since I left. And no wonder I was getting anxiety. And no, I've had it, I've seen the half of the world. And I mean, it's, it, yeah, I see now that I see what's come out of me since then that was inside of me that I was repressing and my brain was telling me all that bullshit your brain tells you the story you make up about yourself and I just like I now that I'm on the other side I'm like yeah of course I was having fucking panic attacks and airports and like wanting to take my clothes off and scream so I sat down and I was like I can't, my mom's like all right make a plan save money you know very practical my mom's been divorced and I'm like, okay. And then the next day, I just sat down. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I was out like two days later, homeless, <laughs> sleeping on couches. Like I didn't have anywhere to live. No plan, no money. I just can't. Once that, it's like any. I, it's a curse of the writer, or just even yes, I can speaking totally something. To that. You're like, once you know it, you're like, fuck. I have to do something about this now. Not like planning quietly, stashing my money away. Same thing with the, the rich guy. We were in Saint-Tropez and we were supposed to go to London to the Olympics and we were supposed to go to the, you know, the tennis here and he wanted to, he was really wanting to marry me and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was on a plane the next day. I was just like, I can't, I've come too far, I think, to, I've overcome too many of those internal barriers to like lie to myself when I'm in those mm -hmm. situations where Although everyone's like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Why are you leaving? This is amazing. I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's might be a golden, it's a gilded cage in that situation. And, a, and all this has led you to Tinder. <laughs> and that's where, that's where people like me end up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's been such a riot. Some, and I've only been on for three days. I'm sure I'll bottom out. <laughs> It's like a drug. I feel like I'm totally, snorting dick right totally. now. Totally. Well, it's you, the Courtney, swiping. you were on. It's literally, you never you were, did it. Did no, you? I never did it. No. Um, yeah. It's the, I would wind up doing it in traffic. Oh, and yeah. And just being like, what am whoa. I doing? Yeah. It's like drinking in traffic yeah. or something. It's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, it just consumes so much of your time. It's so time consuming. It's like a full time job. That's part of the reason I avoided it. And I do. It, I mean, I'm an addict, so I definitely feel like I'm snorting dick right now. I was up until like three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Just swiping, swiping, swiping. And it's like, and then they're hitting me up because, of course, I swipe with them. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm, what, I'm like, what am I doing? This is like doing a line of cocaine before you like have to pass and then passing out. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Especially when you give in to all the messaging, which I was, I'm very was very cold about. I'd be like, you want to meet me for a drink? No. Yeah. Yes. No. Whatever. Let's move on. But if you start messaging with people all the time and feel like you have to do that back and forth all day oh, yeah. long, it's insane. It's nuts. 
So one guy, I, I like to fuck with them all, of course. I can't help it. I'm such a trick. It's like my nature is, it's trickster, trickster mythology is fascinating to me. I know you laugh at this. It is fascinating, okay? The coyote energy is strong in this one. <laughs> I think it's strong in you too. So, but it is that aspect of like he who dupes others and also dupes himself. You know, the, the great, it's, you end up kind of fucking yourself over in the long run, even when you're, I, my friends always used to say that they, they, they feel like I'm like a little kid. Like the world to me is like a little kid in an elevator with like a button panel. And then I'll push all the buttons and it's like, oh, but now I need to stop on every floor. I don't think about the ramifications of those button pushing, that instinct. But so online, of course, I'm like fucking with this kid. He's like, swipe right if you want to party. And it's like rich kid of Instagram, boats and yachts. I'm like, what's with all the jets and boats? And he's like, I was like, and I messaged him because I mean, I see it as like market research. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what's going on in the minds of 23 to 27 year olds today. It's not much different than in my day, but nothing. It's boobs and like pussies, but <laughs> it hasn't changed probably in all of eternity. And he's like, well, I was like, what if I swipe right because I want to cuddle? <laughs> and he's like, oh, cuddle the fuck out of you. And then he said something like, when I fuck you, I'll make you feel 22. Something he's like, are you really 38? I'm like, yeah, I'm lying up. And he's like, uh, what? Well, when I fuck you, I'll make you feel 22. And I was like, oh, jeepers. But it auto-corrected to, oh, herpes? <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, I mean, jeepers. I was like, auto-correct nose. And he's like, what, you have herpes? I'm like, no, I just kind of assumed you did. I'm a comic. I was joking. Didn't go well from there. Then he goes into this long thing about how he's like, I fucked so many. He's like, I just got tested, and I fucked so many bitches raw dog. It's amazing. I've, so, I've had so many pussy juices on me. I can't believe I didn't have anything. And then I was like classy, and he's like, my, my dick is like a juicy juicer. It's like a juicery. There's so many juices on it. I was like, all right, well, you know they don't standardly test for HSV, right? And he's like, that's not true. They do. And I was like, 87% um, of people who have herpes don't know it. And he's like, now I know why you're 38 and on Tinder. <laughs> oh, I'm my like, God. Because I'm full of useful STI information. <laughs> I just wrote a three-part fucking piece on it for Playboy, and I do, like, Planned Parenthood sex ad. It's, like, part of my no, fucking it's job. It's literally your job. Yeah. yeah. So I was laughing. These they just don't know what to do. It didn't go well. He's like, want to sit on my face and make up for it? I was, I was like, I apologize. I'm, I shouldn't be fucking with you like this. It's not fair. Hey guys, I interrupt with a quick word from our fine sponsors. First of all, Lola Tampons. You guys, I love this brand. Lola Tampons are awesome. They're founded by women for women. It makes your month so much easier. Lola is a subscription that is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of light, regular, supers, how many boxes you get, how often they come, because nobody knows your body like you do. And the subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And the best thing about Lola, even though there are like a million awesome things, is they don't use that harsh synthetic crap that all the major brands are using. They're 100% cotton, and they come with BPA-free plastic applicators. Plus, they're delivered right to your door in a super cute box. It just doesn't get any better than that. 
So for 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter bites when you subscribe. Again, you guys, you gotta save 60% off your first order. So go to mylola.com and enter promo code bites, bites with a Y, always with a Y, and try them out. You're gonna love it. Lola tampons, they're awesome. Okay, so after you order those Lola tampons, you gotta check out the new series, The Bold Type. You guys, it premiered July 11th on Freeform. It is an awesome show, you gotta check it out immediately. I saw the pilot, I'm gonna watch all the episodes. It was inspired by the women of Cosmo. The show follows these three 20-something babes as they try to make their mark covering sex, politics, and fashion at a premier women's magazine in New York City. It's like the dream, my high school fantasy. Uh, these girls are hooking up, they're feminist as fuck, they're super dedicated to their friendship. It's such a fun, brave, sexy, provocative show. It reminds me of Sex in the City. You guys are gonna love it, so watch. The Bold Type series premiere July 11th and Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. The Bold Type, check it out. And now back to our interview. But then this, I started interacting, there's a super hot one. We'll call him American Flag Bathing Suit. And so hot, they're so fucking hot, those young ones, Jesus Christ. And I love the like, I just love the interactions like, oh, He's like, what do you, how'd you get your job, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, whatever it takes. I'm like, oh, so nothing? You live in your parents, you live in your parents' house in Malibu. Like, we know where this is heading. But American bathing suit guy, he, American flag suit, he and I have been chatting and we were gonna like go see a movie maybe even. And he seemed older than, he's 23, he seemed older than um, he was, but we've had a good interaction and and so today we're chatting and, and, and he's, we're, he's talking about my articles and he's asking me all these questions. And, and then he's asking me, he's like, oh, I read an article, you're a heroin addict and did you share needles? Cause I'm worried about my safety. I was like, okay, you're fine, don't worry. It was cute, you know, I'm like, I respect that question, it's adorable. And then today we're chatting all this time and he's like, I, I feel horrible. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I got married two weeks ago. Ooh. How did I get the one fucking 23-year-old who got married two weeks ago in the courthouse to a 34-year-old that he met four months ago on Bumble? He's going to be a terrible husband. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you only have to wait six you months what, or so. You know what fucks, fucking pisses me off, though, more? is It's almost a reverse. I have two things. Two, now I have two. It was one big pet peeve. When men rob women of those baby-making years I th and they're not interested, I think it's like, you deserve to go to hell. It's fucked up. Don't do it. I, it really is wrong. When a woman, especially not even in the late 20s, but in those years where it's like you're getting down. What years are you talking about? Now it's been pushed so far back. But I would say anywhere from like 28 to 38, if you're dicking around with somebody and you're because it takes and time she to meet someone to have a baby. and she wants to have kids and you have no intention of having kids or even staying with her, it's fucked up. It's just fucked up yeah. because you can't get that time back. And I would say from my perspective hearing this story, it's fucked up of her to like mar marry a 23 year old. I would never like 
not that she bullied him into it, but I would never let a 23-year-old dude marry me. Yeah. I think that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Especially after four months. What are you fucking doing? That's crazy. That's crazy. And now I kind of see it from the perspective when I got married at 23 of everyone being like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're 23. I wonder how many they whenever they there's an article that comes out about it. It's like a crazy percentage of the people on Tinder are married. Oh, really? Yeah, like a third or something. Wow. And I have had sorry, your husband's on Tinder. I have had people that I know are married super like me. And then I I went through this period where I And they know you? Yeah. Whoa. We scandalous. It's clear it's clear that that is the person that I think it is. Right. And it's clear that I am the person. They know me as well. Right. Um, and then I deleted, which, you know, a friend could be swiped. It's fucked up that they're on there, but whatever. There's also, I deleted my app and it loses all your matches. And then I restarted Tinder a little bit later. And that same person liked me again. Whoa. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's... And knowing that they're married, there was no, like, I'm in an open thing. And, you know. Yeah. Just weird. I'm on Ashley Madison just for research. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk to you about this. And just for research for real. Is that real? For real. Yeah. Just for research for real. Because I have no interest in married men. They're like, what? unless you're like, what do you what do you have to offer me? Literally, unless you're like paying for my entire life, why the fuck would I get involved with a married guy that's retarded? Um, I thought you had a thing for married guys. Uh, if I now have uh, standards around it, I would say that I do have a thing for unavailable men. I don't act on it. Like, I have a thing for alcohol that's, you know, but I don't sure. necessarily drink it. But there are a lot of men who are in relationships, married, where they're in either open relationships or there's, they've done studies and they find that the most successful, you know, marriages, it's not necessarily like polyamorous. It's the ones where it's like, don't ask, don't tell. So a lot of couples have that. A lot of people on Ashley Madison who got busted, they, they have that or, or arrangement where it's like, don't embarrass me, go get your rocks off. We've been together for 30 years. We don't want to separate our finances and the kids and all that shit. So whatever, just don't be an idiot and be safe and don't bring anything home and don't marry, don't date psychos who are going to cause a lot of drama. And so those guys, whatever, like I, I'm okay with having interactions with that, but I, it has to be clear and I take it at, you know, I'm always taking their word for it, which is very uh-huh. dangerous because who's to say that that is the arrangement? But um, it's very rare. I don't really engage in that kind of behavior. I, I try. It's it's pointless for me. I, I'd rather fuck around with a really super hot 27-year-old, whatever. Um, but I'm on just to see because my mm-hmm. friend is on it, and she's been like, it's crazy. You've got it's the writer in me. I'm like she's like the material is endless. Does she and, do it for real? Yeah, and I would say I am shocked at how many 28 and 26 and 27 year olds are on Ashley Madison already. Because I would have thought it was all like 40, 40 or plus. Yeah. You know, people have been married a while, and it's like a just treasure trove of I'm like 28 year olds and. Maybe not even married. They're just in like a long-term relationship or living together, and they're just not satisfied sexually. I can't believe how many people are in not satisfying sexually relationships. I feel like that's a be- like you. That's a baseline. You have you to have, have to have that. 
I think that good sex keeps you in bad relationships for longer than you should, and it keeps you in good relationships when shit is bad. It mm-hmm. is, like, mm-hmm. the baseline. But if, you know, sex stops being good, it's hard to lose someone that you love. So you're in a sexless relationship. Oh, no, mine is good. Mine is really good. <laughs> Have and you had an experience with that? Um, let's see. My wife and I were in an open marriage. Okay. And uh, we were polyamorous. And Did it work? Our, um, di- are you divorced now? We're divorced. Oh, okay. Uh, but so I don't know yeah, whether or not that works or anything. But uh, we wanted two different things. It was mostly, I started be- I'm a comedian as well. And uh, I started doing that after we got married, which mm. is like, if you didn't sign no, up to be married no. to a comedian, it's That's a bullshit That's like my line. co-host, Ken. He's yeah. like, oh, great. You're going to go make no money forever? Oh, who's your co-host? Ken Gar. Oh, I know Ken. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that it kind of fell apart for that. But I remember our sex life the last year, like, was just was just done which is I, what, I don't know if polyamory that kind of thing would it's really hard to compete with if you're having sex with someone that you just met the sex is amazing mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like go back to the other thing mm-hmm. where this is purely out for intimacy sake mm-hmm. your it's nest like, partner or whatever yeah so I mean it. you know there'd be some times when we would start to have sex and I could tell she didn't really care to do it and I didn't and we'd be like I'd be like we don't have to do this if you yeah, don't want yeah. and it was like so that's like pretty sad you know what I yeah. mean yeah but, you know, I, you have so to... So why'd you end up breaking up? Um, just because we figured out that we wanted two different things out of life. Right. Yeah, we just wanted two different things right. out of life. We went to counseling. It took like a year of us huh. like continually talking about it. and Healthy. Yeah, it wasn't... At first, it was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way we're going to get... But after the year, you talk about it every other month, then you talk about it once a month, then you talk about it once a week, and it was just the sadness that's over the whole thing. Right. And it's like, what can, you know... It just became so sad that you had to get out of it. How long were you married? Five years, I think. Okay. Five, six years. Yep. We were together like seven or eight, something okay. like that. But uh, yeah, we still text. Um, you know, I te- yeah. text her. Like, so did my ex and I. Yeah. We have a good, you know, cordial, friendly. Yeah. I would I would like to be better friends with her, but she has zero interest. In uh. <laughs> but she's not like, she's not dumb about it. We have lunch like a couple times a year, but she's also like, no, like I do not know. She's actually kind of funny. She's very cold-hearted like that. She's <laughs> like I have no what. No, get away from me. I don't care like that. Uh, but yeah, so now you know. Now with my girlfriend, I'm making sure we have tons of sex and not to let it go. And she needs it a lot too. I don't. I don't. I think we've decided that her uh, love language is uh, touch. <laughs> so there's a lot of times in the morning, all the time. She does this thing. Where she turns over, she turns over like this, and she oh, looks yeah. back like that. Oh, yeah, the back up? Yeah. Oh, I know And she move. looks back, and it's like, I think if I wouldn't have been married before, I wouldn't have known. But now I'm like, every time she does that, which is a lot, uh, which is almost like every day we spend the night together, um, every night we spend the night together, she, uh, I'm like, okay, I, I just make myself do it. And it's like going to the gym, because right, <laughs> right, right when you slide into that hot puss, I'm like, this is the best yeah, thing ever. Yeah. But you got to be on the treadmill and being like, I got to do this more often. <laughs> it's like so the healthy funny. thing to do when you're in love with someone. Just like you said, it, it keeps relationships yeah, together. Yeah. So even if you don't necessarily feel like doing it all the time, um, and my girlfriend's beautiful and sexy and all that stuff. So, but, you know, you just make yourself and then it's, it's great for the relationship overall. I remember when I was married, when my ex-husband and I would be just like nipping at each other. And this happens even when you're in just a relationship, not necessarily married. And you're kind of like, and you haven't had sex in a while. And then you fuck and you're like, oh, that's what was wrong. Yeah. You haven't fucked in two days or three days or whatever the length of time is. And sometimes you just need to like clear the air. 
I know that move well though. My ex-husband and I called that the lazy boy because I would like back up and then just like like throw a leg over and be like, all right, morning orgasm, yeah. lazy boy. Yeah. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's been it's interesting to be on Tinder. I I have not found it. I haven't bottomed out again. It's day three. You're gonna have to have me out in six months when I'm like, get me off of it. <laughs> And I'm all junkied out. Have and you shaking. met? Wait, have you met anyone from Not there? Not in person, but oh, I you think, should do that. I think American flag bathing suit guy and I are going because we talked on the way here. Because I was like, "Whoa, that was like a curveball that even I did not see coming." Because I'm like, of course I find the one fucking 23-year-old. It's not just like some dude who wants to bang. It's like some guy who made some crippling life decision. Like we stumbled into the right person. You found right, like right. I am an expert in this entire situation. I did get married at the same exact age. When you say you talked, have you spoken to him on the phone? Yeah, we talked the entire drive here. And today was the first day you spoke with him? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. and that's going but I well? Just went it's on normal? Like two days ago. Yeah, it's fine. We're going to, like, have coffee later. <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> that's great. Does the... So how long have you been sober? It'll be four years and... It's, like, three... Three years and nine months. Does nine that months? factor into the dating? It's hard situation sometimes. At all? I tell people right out of the gates when we start talking because a lot of men, more than I'm comfortable with realizing, don't know how to approach a woman unless she's drunk, which is unnerving. Like they just don't know how to do it. They feel like she needs to be kind of lubricated for them to like make a move, or maybe they need to be too, but. They don't really know how to handle like a sober woman and the Playboy advisor thing, the Playboy thing. I mean, I have like my friend Ken, my co-host, he's like, Bridget, you have a fucking bounty on your head on that site. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, well, I want to see fuck the Playboy sex columnist. So he was like, you know, be very selective for that. And that was good advice because I was just like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, I want to fuck everyone with the Tinder thing. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what it would be like if you did it. I bet you're getting extra crazy shit because of that detail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure at Playboy, they're like, why the fuck is Bridget's column like going? The analytics are probably like, what's going on here? Why is their column just getting like trolled by all these random people and the old ones? And it's funny because it's like a guerrilla marketing tactic. You know, it is It is kind totally. of marketing. Because I was on Bumble with none of that. And I, I've done saying that I work for them, not saying that I work for them. Eventually, if I meet them, I have to be honest and say that I do. And on Tinder, because it's so just like bottom of the barrel kind of like, I'm like, fuck it. I might as well. I mean, it's a lot of people I know have met on there, but I think because it's like just a, a more hookup or whatever, I'm like, why not use it to like, this is my target audience. I should have been on here for like the past two years just letting people like, even come through and go read some, like one guy was like, I might be open to pegging because I wrote this thing about pegging and I've never done it. Um, and he's like, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do that. And I was like, all right. Maybe do you we- want to peg? I'm, I'll try anything once. But do you want to? I mean, yeah, I, th- I didn't want to until I interviewed, all, until I wrote the article. This happens to me a lot with, with those with researching these things and interviewing people and once I talk to men 
about their experience being pegged and women about their experience pegging, I was like, ooh, I might need to try that just once. Because the women say it's super empowering. And the men say that they have a better idea of what it feels like to be a woman and how terrifying it must be to be penetrated. Like that feeling of terror when that every woman kind of experiences. I'm sure you, I mean, it is like terrifying. They're bigger, they're, and just. It's just going into your body. It's just a different. Totally different, totally different, yeah. I think that's why there's always been that weird kind of gray area between like penetrative sex and like oral sex or whatever uh-huh. there's that some people you know don't see it as the same as sex or whatever i mean i'm catholic so <laughs> i just gave tons of blowjobs until i finally cracked <laughs> and it was like not i was like yeah i'm a vir- i'm still a virgin and it's kind of like i think the more is the mormons who's the ones that they take it up the butt instead of Evangelical Christians and Mormons, okay, both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. across several religions, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, think I would. Um, I I like. Uh, I've had gay experiences too, so I I like getting fucked in the ass. But I'm not gay. But up until this point, it has to be a guy because I like it because it makes me feel like trash. Ah. So I'm not. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like it, it's, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem crazy to me. I mean, believe me, no, nothing sounds crazy oh, yeah. to me anymore. <laughs> so I, I like the dirtiness of it. But if I found a woman, I would never ask a woman to do it though, because it it feels like it would be too like it, they would do it for a nice reason. Uh-huh. But if, if a woman wanted to feel powerful, oh yeah, I would definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in the. Yeah. I'm interested in that aspect of it, and I guess every time you put on the dick, you laugh. Like there's this like. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have, you know, it makes sense for me because I have just enormous penis envy. I've had it since I was a little kid. <laughs> me too. If I'm, I'm being honest, I definitely do. I've just always been jealous. I've been, I feel like I've resented that I wasn't born a, a man since like the day that I was born. I've just, I, I've always felt like I, I, even my therapist is like, you actually think more like a dude than you do like a woman in certain areas. And I just feel like if I've had that, Dick that I'm like, yeah, I would feel like such a rush I, of power. I think I would feel very hesitant to do it, but but I'm curious. I, I'd be well, curious about the, how you would want the guy to want it too, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it was like I think I'd be afraid of hurting him. I know. You know? I so think it like, almost <laughs> makes you too powerful in a yeah. way. Like in a way, I'm just not. I well, know. you know, all anal sex, you you have to be careful. Like if you're having anal sex with a woman, you don't like just slam it in. You, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not just fucking. Jam- I mean, you know, I wish I would. I'm sure I didn't know that when I was 21, my yeah, poor girlfriend yeah, at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she just ran up the wall, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're, everything you're being very careful with. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but both people would want to have to have to want to do it. For that, sure. That would be fun. It would, it would be a fun thing. I'm always looking to add something to fun. That's why I'm glad Butt Eaton got in. Like rap I love Butt Eaton. Yeah. Do you not? Yeah. I'm a germaphobe, so I get so, I have a really hard time getting out of my head about, like, that that can't be healthy. Like, there's, it's clean, but there's still got to be some residue. I've fully incorporated into all the, in my thing now. So, you know, titty sucking, vagina eating, butt I'm eating. I'm getting so like, horny. All, I'm going to leave here and fuck a 23-year-old no, I like, in I Highland like, Park. <laughs> I like eating ass and then eating pussy. I don't know if you're supposed to go that way, but I'm always clean when it happens. 
Oh, so do you, but have you eaten ass court? No. Oh. Ah! I'm a little different about that. No, you got to do it. it really? Feel, I, I mean, it feels so good, right? Uh, it feels so good, but my ass is okay. like waxed and yeah. I I don't know. You have a couple of cocktails, <laughs> you know. Turn the lights off, but I mean, I don't make him wash his. I, I yeah, I do it all the time. Like it's in my thing now. With whenever we have sex, I'm I'm doing it. But for her, like, and she likes it. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But for her, I'll, maybe three times a year. Okay. Yeah. I can do yeah. it. I, I mean, can she'll do it if I ask her any time. Finger in the butt. She hasn't really incorporated that. I love the finger in the butt blowjob combination. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that would be. I'm not really that into blowjobs. It's not. Yeah, really... a lot of guys. I was talking to the American flag bathing suit guy, and he's like, "Oh, I've never come from a blowjob." I'm like, "Do guys just say that to try and get blowjobs?" I've come like I totally. What if I was a dude? I've come like time. three or four times at, from a blowjob, but really, it just takes so long. Oh no! I mean, you know, I, that's what the, the best blowjob I ever got was from a guy. So you know what uh, I mean? That was like the most uh. amazing. But I could think of maybe three or four or five times where it was like, I mean, I could think of the times I came from it. So have you ever been with a woman? No, uh, but I do. Because when you said you liked eating pussy, I was like, do you eat pussy or you? you oh, like, I meant you like it when I he like eats your butt when and then he pussy. eats my butt and then he eats my pussy. I've not been with a woman. I think I would try it. I just am not I love inclined. Women. Love it. I've been really wanting like the threesome. That's really? I've been missing like the couple that I wrote about up on the farm that I was I was like the second wife in this kind of open marriage or whatever. But oh my god, just the hottest this it wasn't even like the sex, it was like it was just the dynamic. It was just uh-huh. all the bodies and parts and like and it was different than like a one night thing, a one off. It was a lifestyle. So it was like every night oh, the yeah. three of us were in bed together and yeah. every every when I wanted to snuggle with her, I could, and I would get all my emotional needs from her mm-hmm. and all of my sexual ones from him. And it was like, this works. I feel like if I'm ever to get married again, I, I would need a wife. I want a wife and a husband. My, my wife and I had a girlfriend <laughs> for like six months. Really? Yeah, and she said, but she said she was bi, but she was really mostly gay. And, oh, so and she so was more into sex, your wife? Yeah, so our sex was like really good for like three or four months. And then you could just kind of tell like, she was just like into my wife mostly. Yeah. But my wife wasn't that. She was kind of a colder person. Mm-hmm. And my wife wasn't that into that. Like the girl, she wasn't a very good communicator or anything like that. So it kind of like, it tapered off. Mm. It, we like ended up breaking up with her. But how did, remind me, how did your uh, second wife situation end? It just was like organic. It happened. It was, it was a situation that I was in and then it just kind of unfolded and I ended up just staying with them. So I was with one friend visiting them and then I just, I was actually having sex with my friend, and then he went away, and I was supposed to go with him, but I just stayed. <laughs> they, they poached me. And then were they like, it's time to leave, or were you like, I'm over this? I went and came, went back a few times, and yeah, I would say it's, it's interesting. It's like different dynamics, two women on their periods, you know, like ah. sometimes when we were both not, it was like amazing, and then there was one week where we both were, and the dynamic was just kind of fucked between all of us, and... Um, it's weird being inside someone else's marriage. They've been together for their high school sweethearts. So mm. that was, that's just weird. It's like, I, I was never going to be a priority. And, and there, I felt like I was always checking in with her and I was always checking in with him and making sure the kids were all, ca- like there were kids and, and I was always just making sure everyone was okay and never, and anyone was like, Hey, how are you doing? What do you need? How about I, like, and he didn't eat pussy. So I was like, oh. 
two go. two pussies in the equation and not none of them none getting eat, eaten. Got to go, yo. Yeah, and I um, but I love eating pussy. I love it. Love it. I can see why some guys are like pussy hounds. I just love it. Oh yeah, it's the best. And every time you get a new one, you're like, "What's this one gonna be?" Like? That's really the only thing that uh, prohibit prohib would seriously prohibit me from hooking really? up with a girl. I'd be like, "I'm not. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, I don't want to." You don't you have can. to. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. generous of you, Courtney. <laughs> 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 Here, if I'm anything, I'm yourself. a generous lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can you can do me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, but I like to go, you know, I w I've been with women who didn't like to do it, but they like, they were cool with receiving it. And I enjoyed that. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't yeah. expect it. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind sucking dick either. I mean, to me, it's all I, I know. It's so it's so funny that I keep saying I'm not gay, but I just, just to me, it's a body part. And I just want to win. Like in the bedroom, I want to create memories. I want to be a warrior in that. Sophia so. has that same state of mind where she's like, I just, in, I'm, then I know I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so. it's like, but I don't have that. I just, you know. The only thing is, I just don't know how long, like, if I, when, any times I've sucked dicks, I don't know, like, how long I'm supposed to do it for. Cause I know I take forever. So I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that, I'm, I like turning people on. So that's what I get off on. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way with, blowjobs I like to like be the be best and if me they too. are telling me they never come from blowjobs yeah. challenge accepted exactly yeah. alright let's do this I, I don't care if it takes an hour I will make you come but I don't want to I mean who cares at an hour it's, it's too long I love I love it though I enjoy it I like it I just never takes an hour it never takes an hour <laughs> I don't know. I think I, did have I just a long one once, I have to so close my eyes and like, like focus damn. so hard. To me, it's like I'd rather just get me in that hot push. You know what I mean? Get me in that hot push. Yeah, you slam me that hot push in there. It's all comfort. That's like that's how God intended it. Jesus if, Christ! If you can make, I mean, if, <laughs> if you like, I've have had like I said the, a few blowjobs. One when I was sw swinging from some woman who was amazing, where it's like, oh my God, I can't. Like I'm gonna come right away. And uh, <laughs> one older man at a porn shop. Those are the two times. The one that your bits about. <laughs> Huh? The one that your stand-up yeah, the bitch about? about this truly the best blowjob I ever received in my life. And he tried to give me his card, but I was like, I'm not gay, and I threw it out, you know. But I'm like, God, I should have kept that fucking card. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was gonna be the best blowjob of my life. But yeah, that one was just stunning. Like, did oh he have God. teeth? Uh, what do you mean? He wasn't using them. Uh, no, I know, but sometimes I hear when you get gummed, like guys who have had blowjobs oh. are like the best blowjobs of their life. I hear a lot of the time that people don't have teeth. Like, oh, they're, they're just, he, like, straight This man in. had teeth. He was a normal-looking like, oh, okay. man. I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's just an I'm not gonna, legend. Uh, I'm, just I'm a toothless man. I'm not going to let suck my dick, citizen. okay? Oh, that's the line? Yeah, I'm that's sorry. the line. Teeth, okay? Teeth. Yeah. I'm not letting a toothless yeah. man in a porn, <laughs> porn shop Yeah, you're not going to get dick. this sweetness, sir. Not without a <laughs> dental plan. <laughs> so funny. I think uh, BJ's and butt stuff is the best way to go out, yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good. Bridget, you got to come back yeah. and check in with us. Oh, my God. After you're going to, like, in three months. Yeah. When I'm rock Amer bottom. American shorts guy. I want to hear that update. Oh, God. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Bridget, where, so they can find you on Playboy. Playboy, um, yep, Bridget Fetacy. And I'm Bridget Fetacy on all social media. So with just a P-H. P-H-E-T-A-S-Y. Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T. And it's, um... 
yeah, I don't use Snapchat, but I have one. And Instagram. You're new on YouTube. Instagram. I mean, I've been on it. I've been squatting on it, but now I'm using it for video and, like, stories. Because why not? And Twitter, I love. I live there. It's my home, home base. And... I have a Patreon. You can subscribe to that if you really feel like it. It's basically like my online journal. And my podcast, I love. I want you both to come on it. Um, Benched podcast with me and Ken Gar. And uh, subscribe and all that stuff and give us a listen. It's not as fun as this one. It's more like therapy and sad. <laughs> no, it's very sad, fun. Sad Ken and I just talking about. But we interview people and it's a. I'll be kind of like we're Ken and I are on the bench. So, yeah, that's all stuff. And I'll be around doing stand up. But you can find that all on my website. It's all you can. I'm not hard to find. The internet guys makes it real, real easy. Google me, Steve. Where are you? Uh, you can find me at Big Hearn on Twitter. And Hernia on Instagram. And uh, check out my other podcast, Views from the Vista. That's a movie podcast. And Who's Your God? That's a religion podcast I have with A.B. Miller that's new and hot and popping. And everyone's loving it. So check that out, please. Yeah. Uh, follow this podcast on at Reality Bites Pod. Um, send us your questions to realitybitespod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And uh, join us again next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Ah, another fun interview in the can. Loved having Bridget back on. Love having Steve on, always and forever. And just a quick reminder, you guys, check out the new series, The Bold Type. Premieres today, July 11th on Freeform. You guys, have you ever wanted to work at a women's magazine? I definitely have. This is the show for you. Or... If, if you're just familiar with the ups and downs of adulting, also a show for you. So check it out. The Bold Type series premiere today, July 11th and Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. Check you guys next time. <laughs>